Hey there, and welcome to the session that we are going to do today on our small business journey. And what we're going to talk about is clarifying the problem. Clarify what the issue is, why there's a challenge, or what the challenge is, what is the hindrance, so that you're able to employ a solution. So, Oftentimes, when we have an issue, there's a problem, there's a challenge, we need to identify what it is first, clarify it in order to identify a solution to help us overcome that challenge. So, why is your business struggling? Where is the issue? What is happening? And you have to find that out. And if you don't have clarity on the specific challenge that you're facing, and you're trying to figure out, okay, what's going on, you won't know that and what steps to take to save certain aspects and or make solutions or have solutions for the challenges that you have within your business. So, you know, take a little time to think about how you got where you are currently. Now, sometimes the challenge, and I have said this in our last, um, Uh, moments together that sometimes we have a challenge that isn't so much bad in a way, but we may have a challenge where we've grown too fast. And that can also be looked at as you have to save your business. It's a challenge where if you grow too fast and you don't have the right infrastructure in in place, the right team in place, or if it's just you and overnight people are like, hey, I really want X, Y, Z, and you don't want to turn them away, what solution can you employ in order to help this challenge not exist anymore? So what happened that you didn't anticipate? What things went wrong? And As I have been doing business for a a while, and especially in this last year, I have learned that sometimes things definitely happen that we don't anticipate. That's life, right? Things that we've already pretty much know just living life for a little bit of time. But when we say what things went wrong We always, I feel like, have a negative connotation with these things. And the way that we should view them is, yes, it may be a negative thing if something went wrong, but we don't want to look at it as a negative thing that is going to put us in a position where we feel like we're failing or any of those things. We want to look at them as, okay, this is an opportunity to really clarify some things and really get a solution. So here are a few things that I think that we can draw some tips from, some wisdom, some knowledge about some common problems that businesses are faced with. And I really feel like if some of these things I would have known beforehand, now I've read plenty of business books, I've read plenty of Maxwell books and on leadership and business And so sometimes these things we get by instruction, but I feel like sometimes they may not be covered in the things that we do reach out or gravitate to, to read, to educate ourselves. Now, some of these things you may have realized in your business that were some problems, some challenges, some issues that have, that arised or that are arising right now. 
What can we do to mitigate them? What can we do to overcome and be victorious and be strong, right? So market changes happen. And that is one of those things that's an external thing that's putting pressure on your business economic factors. New technology comes out and you have to keep up with it depending on what type of business that you're in. Emerging competition, for instance, the mom and pop shop. And then here comes a bigger box store that comes in with the ability and the buying power to buy multiple things for a wholesale price where mom and pop buys maybe 10 to the big box boxes 30 and now they have to have a higher price. And that definitely happens. And there are many other things that can cause the market to change. For instance, if we think about in times past and even recently, times past was the Great Depression. There was World War I and World War II. There was the 2008 market, housing market collapse. There is the 2020, you know, coronavirus uh, pandemic that we're still kind of in, even in this moment. So there are a lot of things that can come externally that create some problems for our business. And this is what I really want and hope that you can take from this is that problems that arise in our business are not always because of something we may have done. It may be an external factor that is causing it. And we may, I would say, internalize that. But because of businesses and you as the business owner being persistent and uh, persevering, there is the ability for you to definitely overcome. So when we're in those moments and we're in survival mode, I know that there are many people in my life that have gone into survival mode. And if you've never have to have, have had to be in survival mode, that is an awesome thing. But survival requires the ability to adapt to changes as they happen. And I will bring up a couple of businesses that did not adapt to the external economic factors new technology. Now, all of these kind of fall into the new technology slash emerging competition. There's new emerging markets that are coming and they didn't quite pivot or shift in that time. One of them is Toys R Us. One of them is Kodak. And with Toys R Us, I feel like on the, the wake of when Amazon was beginning and some of these other stores, Walmart started, of course, Walmart has been around for a while. Toys R Us was a competition, but their prices for a lot of their toys were a lot lower than the things at Toys R Us. Now, mind you, Walmart had a whole bunch of other things in their store, and Toys R Us was a more specific niched toy store. You can go in, you can find all types of stores. Where I believe that they definitely made, um, that they weren't able to survive during like the new technology, or I would say the emerging competitive competitors is that they didn't change their prices. And we'll get to that a little bit later on talking about cost and pricing, because sometimes if you want to stay alive and stay afloat, you may have to just adjust your pricing. And then when things come back around and it seems more stable and things are good, you'll want to raise your prices back up to accommodate what's happening 
in the in your culture in your nation in your economic you know maybe four or five whatever amount of miles how big or small that you are now the other thing is that happens and i see this a lot when working with with clients with branding and then you know helping them think through some marketing and it's the failure to understand the target or customer or market that they're in because if you aren't able to bring the interest to the product or service or what you are providing for them there's definitely a good chance that they don't understand and they may not buy or you don't understand them and so they're not going to come and partake of your service or buy from you so dig deep to understand what people truly want and what motive motivates them to buy now this is solely on your niche and what you want to do there are many types of buyers and i'll plug a a well-known um i would say marketing um expert which is seth golden and one of the books that i read by by him he was talking about that he talks about the many different players or buyers and so i'm definitely one of those buyers a lot of times that will do my research i will find you know if it's something i want what's the um, best product but also what is the amount how much am I going to pay? Sometimes I do go on the cheaper side. And then depending on what it is, I may pay a little, you know, extra dollars for it. But sometimes you want to engage your audience. You want to engage your customer a little bit beyond, hey, bye, bye, bye. I don't know how many times that I have that I have signed up for maybe a free white paper, a free PDF, or some type of free tool for an amount of time. And then either immediately after I sign up for it, the next day, here comes an email about buy this, buy this, buy that. For me, that's a turnoff. Not that we actually have to develop this really super close relationship before I buy from you, but I don't want to partake of your knowledge and then the next thing you do you're trying to sell me a program as soon as the next day comes that i've signed up for something and actuality sometimes it's the same day now other people are fine with that if they're ready to buy but i can be the sketchy type that's kind of like well uh let me kind of fill this out a little bit before i actually invest before I take my hard-earned dollars and put them towards this thing. Now, it also depends on how bad you want something. So, I know that was a lot, right? But there are so many different factors and different types of people that are buying things. That's just one aspect that I would say for me of how I am when I am and what my, I'm sorry, what my motive is for buying something. Every person has a different motive for why they're buying. Some of the things we buy are just sheer because we need them and others is sheer because we want them, right? And that's okay. Tapping into that will definitely help you solve that problem, even if that's a challenge that you're having within your business. Now, we talked about this and I know I'm going to do another um, session in this series about pricing strategy, but I really want to just talk a little bit about this because if your prices don't match your customer's demand you simply won't sell much or if you have too high 
that you can't they won't buy if it's too cheap they may be like oh you know it's not expensive enough or is it really worth it if it's like you know um five dollars now we all know we go to the dollar store and we'll buy certain things from there some things at the dollar are worth even a little bit more than that and some things you get you're like yeah this is worth a dollar but it's crucial to understand what um, customers, like what they are willing to pay for, as well as where your product sits in relation to those competitors, to your competitors. So what does that look like? One person is selling a, a car. Um, that's probably not the best example. Let's kind of bring that down just a little bit more. One person may be selling, say, a household item. And another person is selling that same household type of item. And so one has one design, another one has another design. And someone might choose the other one because they like the design better than the other one. But how much are your comp- how much are your customers paying for that same thing at your competitor now com- com- competition in the marketplace is a couple of things and when it comes to pricing i won't go too deep into this right now because there's some other things i want to get to but pricing is one of those things where who is doing what you are doing or selling what you are selling as a product or even a service, how much are they charging for that? And now you are competitively pricing your same service or product somewhere around what they are doing. Now, there are many factors that go into why someone, of course, we just talked about the motive for them buying from you. Sometimes it's because they like all of the other things that come along with it your marketing your marketing can be a better your advertising can be better your branding can be better than theirs and that's why someone will buy from you i don't know how many times and it's definitely because i am in the branding and design and marketing business that when i see something and it could be the exact same thing as something else or the other thing may be a little bit higher by a few dollars if their branding is better i'm definitely going for that don't let anybody ever tell you that you're not getting judged like you know books aren't judged by their cover because when it comes to the marketplace they are so remember that you are being judged on the way that you look and how you are portraying yourself in the marketplace and what you look like is definitely important now when it comes to us in our real lives that shouldn't be so but it happens there too so let's move on there's only a couple of more that i really really want to touch in this and i want to remind us that right now we're really talking about there's some problems and some challenges in your business and some of these might be the challenges that you're facing right now and some key points on how you might be able to solve that problem and overcome so this is one that i feel like feeds into you know in our in our very first session when we were talking about why some businesses fell in like 30 percent in the first year and that what was it like that 15 percent or 25 percent in that in the first five years is insufficient funds and what that really means is not having enough money on hand it will quickly tank your business now depending on what type of business you have 
you're doing some things on the side, if you are doing crafting, if you're doing photography, not having enough money can present itself as a problem if you can't upkeep your equipment, if you can't buy new equipment. Sometimes that doesn't even matter. And you know, I can always talk about photography for those of you that are interested more in, you know, really building a photography business, because sometimes you can do things on a slim budget. I really want you to understand that sometimes it does not take millions of dollars, hundreds of thousands of dollars, or even, you know, say like a few thousand to get started in your business, depending on, and this is the the cliff, I don't want to say cliffhanger, but this is what it contingents on what type of business that you are starting because some definitely need more startup than others. Now, you must pay, I would say, close attention to your cash flow, financials, your sales, and all of that stuff. And I'm going to plug this in here that that's where when you when you have a business or if you are listening to this and you're just starting out or if you've been in business for a little while and you do not have a bookkeeper or an accountant they are lifesavers and they will help you keep yourself really really good and compliant in this area of finances taxes and government because you know the government doesn't play in those areas but you can do it yourself if you just, you know, depending on what type of business that you are, just make sure that you are staying compliant. Now, knowing where your financials are, knowing what's coming in and what's going out is super important. I won't spend too much time on this, but this is one of those things where it can be a problem in our business. This could create a struggle, a challenge, a hindrance is not having enough um, money, insufficient funds, but it also depends on what you're doing. Now, our last point here is too much growth. And I have experienced this. It's, it's good to have growth, but too much too fast can be a problem sometimes. And then we can bombshell and go all the way to the bottom because we did not adjust for the growth. Now you can adjust with, for growth and do some things that you that I would say that will employ being able to stay afloat and being able to overcome this problem. Sometimes you have to hire some help. Sometimes you may need to, you know, um, bring in some contracting help, which is what I just said, but bringing in some help, you might need to bring in some technology that might help with that. And pretty much navigate where it's not all on you. There's there's a few things that you can do in order to help accommodate the growth that you have. But if your if your business grows too fast, you just might not be able to keep up with the, the demand. And that's where you have to kind of step back and say, okay, what, what can I do in order to keep up with the demand? Or do I have to let some things, you know, things go? So as I come to a close with this particular session, which I hope gave you a really good, um, some wisdom and some knowledge when there are some problems within your business and some things that you can do to overcome them, how to solve them. And even though I only named about five of them, you may have something that wasn't listed, but hopefully the way that we talked about this, you'll be able to step back and say, okay, what is the problem? Identifying those key problems. And then you're able to keep your business 
pain-free, right? We don't want pain. So no one likes to be reminded of ways that they've failed, right? A problem arises. You don't have enough money. A problem arises. This is happening. We don't want to be reminded. I don't think anybody does in real life, meaning outside of the business, marketplace, small business, your office, all of those things. Nobody wants to be reminded. But if you want your business to thrive during some challenging times, you must be able to put your finger on the primary problem. I've experienced this. Other business owners I know have experienced this. And it's all a way of figuring, navigating, and overcoming these these challenges, issues, hindrances in our business. And remember, all of us go through it. Every business that I have ever studied, worked with, and or helped have come across some challenge in their business. So I leave you with this. And this is a quote that says, I've come to see institutional decline like a stage disease harder to detect but easier to cure in the early stages easy to detect but harder to cure in the later stages an institution can look strong on the outside but already be sick on the inside what this is saying is we can see sometimes on the outside things look great on the inside they're not but you are able to overcome and identify the problems and be able to solve those issues so that you can continue to survive in challenging times as you're building your business. So I hope that you'll meet me in the next session because we're going to talk about some really cool things and I will see you then.